Country Hour on ABC Radio Victoria. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Victorian Country Hour. Annie Brown is my name and I am well and truly above sea level today. I'm coming to you from East Kippsland in the spectacular high country. The Omeo mountain calf sales kicked off just a few minutes ago right here in Omeo where I am today. All started off at midday so we're just waiting to see what's going to happen at the moment. But we've set up at the sale yards. The sun is beaming down on us of course. There is that crisp air coming off the mountains around us from Mount Hotham just over to the east and the wind is blowing so hold on to your hats if you are up here today. There is 6,000 head of Angus calves on sale here today in Omeo which will kick off the sales. Later on this afternoon we'll head to Benambra, tomorrow to Ense and then back here to Omeo tomorrow for the red sale. And we're going to bring you all of that action and tell you all about the prices, what's happening and everything that happens at these wonderful high country sales. The car park is full, making it right round the Omeo footy ground at the moment and there's plenty of people coming in, drawing in a crowd and of course the local CWA is here as well in the lunchroom and they've very generously given us a PowerPoint so we can do this broadcast but they've also got their pies, their snossage rolls, scones, cakes and the top thing on the menu today here in Omeo is the corned beef and mustard pickle sandwich. It is delicious and I'll tell you a little bit more about that and check in with the ladies a little bit later on in the show. A couple things also making news in the rural sector today. Uh, government forecaster Abares says the country's largest winter crop has contributed $75 billion of farm exports. We'll delve into that on the program today as well. And also it's not just the sales happening up in the high country today. The Wimmera Field Days is back after a three-year break. So we'll head there as well and check in. But today's sale has officially kicked off. So people are getting out of the lunchroom and heading over to the sales to see what's happening. Like I said, not much to report right now because it's just started, but later on the show we will check in and get an idea of where prices have landed. But before all that, to get an idea of what's on offer and I guess what's happening here in Omeo today, I did grab one of the sale agents for a quick chat just before the sale started to help us set the scene. So I'm down here at the sale yard, joined by Morgan Davies from Elders and Vansdale. Morgan, welcome to the Country Hour. Thank you very much, Annie. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here up in Omeo today, uh, looking at all the pens of cows ready to be sold. What's on offer today? Uh, yeah, this is our uh, 83rd Mountain uh, Wiener sale. Uh, we've been running it for a very long time now, obviously. Uh, so the Wieners are... Uh, taken and weaned and then sold uh, before winter which has been sort of the, the basic uh, way for farmers doing it for generations now and uh, elders have always represented them up here. Yeah, so it's got a great history, this sale. Um, can you tell us a bit about what's on offer today in Omeo? Talking head, weight, free, uh, what's happening here? Yeah, so it starts off, there's two sales in Omeo over two days. And in between there's other cattle sales as well. But the, the black sale, uh, we sell all our uh, Angus, Angus cattle uh, here at the black sale in Omeo. It starts at um, midday, obviously. And then uh, you head out to Benambra in the afternoon for three o'clock start. There was a sale um, earlier as well at Hinamunji. Uh, uh, yeah, so the about 3,000 black cattle uh, advertised that we'll be selling and then out to Benambra for about 15 or 1,600 out there. Um, tomorrow, uh, Ensay at uh, about 1,100, 1,200 cattle at Ensay and then back to the Omeo for the Hereford sale.
well uh, in, the, uh, in the afternoon, 2 o'clock. Yeah, busy couple of days for you guys. So tell us a bit about what are the cattle looking like? What kind of condition are they in? Uh, from what we've seen so far, I think the season's been okay, but I think it was a long, long wet winter last year. Uh, maybe the cattle probably don't have the bloomers, what they've had in the past. We see the heaviest of the calves are probably heavier, but then as the cattle tail off, they look a bit lighter to me. So, yeah, presentations, the cattle look um, really, really well as always. You know, they're some of the best cattle, in my opinion, in across the eastern seaboard, and uh, that's no different today. They're all very, very good. Had three really strong seasons coming off the back of that. Uh, I guess what's the expectation around prices today? Oh, everyone's expecting it to soften a bit. Um, last year was absolutely astronomical with massive cattle seasons, huge cattle price, and we're all uh, on a meteoric rise. I think at the moment it's probably dry um, everywhere across the eastern seaboard, really waiting for that break. So until the break comes, the cattle job's probably just going to uh, be, you know, substantially softer than last year. So everyone's pretty well corrected their expectations, I'd hope. So everyone's coming in with sort of uh, lower expectations than last year. Yeah, well, last year was pretty hard to beat. That's what was one out of the box. So, yeah, we're just business as usual, I think, and I think the cattle will still sell very, very well. What was the top price last year? Oh, I think some heifers <laughs> made three grand, didn't they? Uh, close to it anyway. Um, and, you know, there was some good black, you know, good Hereford steers making, you know, 25, 6, 7s, um, you know, 6 and $7 a kilo. So it's huge money. It's huge. Well, we'll have to sell some cattle first before we get an idea of where the prices are at today. But tell me a bit about where they've come from, all the cattle today. Uh, there's a few cattle that come out of the Galanderby Valley all the way around um, to be lined up here at Omeo. Uh, there's cattle, um, again, a lot of local cattle, cattle from Benambra and Ensay and everywhere else. So the rule is they've got to come from Alpine areas to be sold in the Alpine calf sales. Do you think there's a difference for mountain calves to other calves? Uh, yeah, probably their, their doing ability and their potential to grow. There's a lot of repeat buyers that come and buy them every year. So you'd say the cattle are performing for the buyers, which is the most important thing. And it's a big community event as well, this sale. It's a big social event as well. For people who might not have ever had the pleasure of coming up to Omeo and being a part of it, how do you describe it to people? Um, yeah, it, it is a big event. It's a big for the communities of Ensay, um, Swifts Creek, Omeo and Benambra, all these, all these cattle. Um, obviously drag a, a big buying fraternity plus onlookers and everyone else. Um, I think that it's certainly... Um, it's good. It's a good thing for the communities. The pubs are full. Restaurants will be full. Bakeries will be sold out. I think that um, that can't be uh, uh, taken away from what the community puts on. You know, the CWA's are doing a CWA ladies are doing a sterling job over there in the cafe, and I think it's integral to the area to put on events like this. You know, and it's not just about the cattle; it's about the people too. Yeah, expecting a big crowd today? Yeah, there's always a pretty big crowd. It's sort of the biggest crowd that you get to a cattle sale. It's not as romantic selling them in other places, but certainly um, there'll be a big crowd and there'll be uh, all our intentions would be to make this cattle sale as good as we can. The cows are really <laughs> going off in the background here. They're wanting to get it on the radio, it sounds like. Yeah, well, they're doing a bit of honking, aren't they? But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, the preparations, everyone's just carting up, so we're probably stirring the cattle up. We won't leave them alone. We're just trying to let them settle before the big sale. Yeah, and tell us a bit about all the work that goes into yeah prepping and penning and getting them here. And how long have you been up for today? And 
yeah, look, preparation start a long time, long way out. Obviously, the farmers wean the calves as a rule, and um, you know they've been breeding these calves for a, um, a year, really. You know, uh, to bull to joining the cow to getting the calf on the ground, keeping it alive through the winter, and then uh, to sort of line it up and sell it today. So uh, the agent's job is to basically uh, uh, draft the cattle, pen the cattle, book the cattle, sell the cattle, collect the money, pay the farmer. Pretty good rundown of <laughs> what the agent does there. Uh, Morgan, thanks for joining us on The Country Out. We'll check back in later on in the the day in the sale to see what's going on. And we'll also, so, I'm sure, check in tomorrow as well as we hang around here in the high country. But thanks for coming on and sharing. Thanks so much, Annie. Have a great day. <laughs> that is Morgan Davies from Elders Bansdale, who's off selling cattle right now. And gosh, he does make it sound easy being a livestock agent, doesn't he? He sort of gives you an idea of what they do. But we'll check in with him and a few other people a bit later on in the show and get an idea of what's happening over at the sale yards right now as it's yeah quarter po- at 14 minutes past 12 so 15 minutes into the sale so first few runs might have gone and so we'll have an idea of where prices are but in other news today uh, how has aussie agriculture over the past year, or the Australian Bureau of Agricultural and Resource Economics, or ABARES, has crunched the numbers and revealed the results at its national conference in Canberra today. Our reporter, Alice Marshall, is there. Good afternoon. I'm here at the 2023 ABARES conference, which is where the government's been crunching the numbers on the agricultural sector over the last financial year. I'm here with the National Rural Reporter, Cass Sullivan. Cass, can you please tell me what does the latest report tell us? Alice, first of all, it's so good to see you here in Canberra. The numbers are in, and I can tell you officially, it's been a bloody great year for Australian agriculture. For the first time, Australian farmers have produced $90 billion worth of food and fibre and a record-breaking $75 billion worth of exports. Um, Now, this has largely been driven by great conditions. Um, I know that a lot of people got a little bit too wet over the past year, but by and large, it's helped Australia produce its biggest ever winter crop, um, something like 67 million, 64 million tonnes. There's too many numbers here for a journalist like me, but 64 million tonnes across the country, and that's been met with really high prices due to a number of reasons, um, including the conflict in the Ukraine, um, global shortages, the impacts of COVID on the supply chain. There's a number of factors playing into that. But um, I think that Australian farmers will be delighted to see that this has been uh, their highest value year on record yet. And so a bumper crop that we've seen here on the eastern side of Australia, and that's been matched over in the west, is that right? I would say absolutely more than matched in WA. It's been a record there, 25.6 million tonnes of winter crops. So we're talking things like wheat, barley, canola. Now, this is 61% higher than the 10-year average and 9% higher um, than the previous WA record of 23.4 million tonnes, which was only just set last year. 
Um, and this has contributed to some really huge on-farm incomes for grain growers. I mean, um, we'll get to talking about inputs and the cost of doing business in a moment because I can hear people saying, hang on a minute, my car's never been so expensive to run or um, I can't find workers. But um, when we look at on-farm incomes, according to ABARES, which is the government's commodity forecaster, the average cropping farm income this past financial year was six hundred and sixty. Now, that's on average, and I don't know um, how common average is. Um, That certainly sounds like a huge figure. It was also a record figure for dairy farmers this year. They've seen some high returns after um, a fairly rough trot. I I think you could say more bad years than good in in recent times. And dairy farmers, on average, have had an income of 390,000, which is up from the broadacre farm average of 371,000, which actually fell back a little bit this year on last year. I think it was down about 7%. And some of the reasons for that might be the fact that fertiliser costs are absolutely through the roof. I think two and a half times what you might expect. And of course, with the flooding, we saw a lot of damage to some crops and uh, importantly, a lot of damage to roads as well, which has really slowed up the supply chain. Yeah, but as you touched on, despite some some very difficult and trying conditions this past financial year, we have seen a fantastic outcome and that's been the is it the third fantastic outcome in a row well i think it's a fantastic outcome i'm sure there'll be somebody listening who can tell me there's a reason why this isn't a good thing but um this is two billion dollars up on last year's record 88 billion that was unheard of um, at that time. Now it's $90 billion. Of course, the industry has set a goal led by the National Farmers Federation to be worth $100 billion by the year 2030. Um, It might seem like it's getting within reach, but ABS Chief Economist Jared Greenville has warned that Uh, it's unlikely that we'll have another record-breaking year next year. He points to just two examples of a run of um, three good years in a row, one in the 70s, the other in the 90s. And he really points to this as being the high watermark. Here's a little of what he had to say. The expectation, unless we get a return of these kind of seasonal conditions, which would be very unusual in the historical record, three run of good seasons only happened twice, as far as we can see looking back, once in the 90s and once in the the 70s. Um, So it's more likely that we'll shift to a, a more normal but harder environment um, to work in and so in terms of production outcomes it's likely for the next couple of years that this is the high watermark um, and what will grow sector value going forward will have to be price and the prices that we get and that's where international markets will be very important. That's Jared Greenville from ABARES there. So, Kath, what is the report saying when it comes to the next financial year? Well, when we look at the headline figures, um, it's forecasting that the value of farm produce next year will be $81 billion, so back by $9 billion, and farm exports will also fall by $11 billion to $64 billion in the next financial year. And you heard um, Jared Greenville really touch on it there in that grab, that if farmers do want to boost the returns, the way to do that is most likely going to be by value adding their product and um, finding new markets or getting existing markets to pay more for their produce and I think that's the thing we're going to hear a lot about here um, at the ABS Outlook in Canberra over the next couple of days. 
So hopefully more to come when it comes to how to actually do that and we're going to find out. Well, when you think about it, Alice, I mean, um, we've seen our biggest winter crop. There's been more land planted than I think ever before in the intercropping. Um, so farmers are really making the most of what they've got of, of the natural assets and of this high rainfall and hopefully they'll be able to capitalise on the high soil moisture again in the coming year. But uh, yeah, there is a bit of a warning there that, um, that perhaps this is as good as it's gonna get for a little while. That is National Rural Reporter Kath Sullivan ending that discussion with Alice Marshall from the A-Bears conference in Canberra earlier today. So some interesting numbers coming out of there as well. So next year, like they said, it's going to drop down to $81 billion, back $9 billion. You can read more about that story online. Head to abc.net.au forward slash rural to get a bit more information. But keen to know what you're thinking about that and if that reflects what you're experiencing as well. You can always get in touch with us here on the Country Hour. You can give us a call if you're feeling a bit talkative and we can see we can get you through and patch you through to Omeo as well. The number to call is 1300 977 That's 1300 Or of course, flick us a quick text. We love hearing from you on the text line as well. The number is 0467 That's 0467 42722. You are listening to the Victorian Country Hour. Annie Brown is my name. I'm coming to you live from Omeo today. I'm up here for the 83rd Mountain Calf Sales here. It's all kicked off just uh, 22 minutes ago here at Omeo. I'm down at the sale yards, set up in the lunchroom, hanging out with a few people who didn't want to quite go over to the sale yard yet and have a look at what's going on. But we'll keep you updated as some of those prices start to roll in as the first few runs start to happen but it is a beautiful day in the high country it's a real pleasure to be here true delight the sun shining down the winds blowing you see the trees rustling in the background the footy oval is lined all around with cars a big crowd have turned out today to have a look at the calves on sale up here in Omeo and later on this afternoon we'll all head out to Benambra for the next sale and then out to Ensay tomorrow and then back to Omeo and we'll keep you updated and bring you all that action here on the Country Hour today and tomorrow as well. Right now though, it is 23 minutes past 12. Can't make it to this year's Port Ferry Folk Festival? Ditch the FOMO because ABC Radio is bringing a prime slice of the folky to you. So join me, Jeremy Lee. And me, Debbie Rabitsky, as we broadcast live from the Reardon Theatre in Port Ferry. I'm ready for whatever may occur We'll bring you music from In Echo, Anna Smirk, Wile and Matthews, and Early James, among others. 10 till 12 this Saturday morning. Here on ABC Victoria. The Victorian Country Hour on ABC Radio Victoria. Now, one of the top events on the agriculture calendar returns today as well. After a three-year hiatus because of COVID, the 59th Wimmera Machinery Field Days, which was last held in the year 2020, has more than 400 exhibitors and is expected to attract thousands of visitors. And after four good seasons in a row for the Wimmera, it's expected that many of those visitors will come armed with a shopping list. Angus Verley spoke with committee president Tim Rethus at the field day site this morning. 
Oh, what isn't here, Angus? It's uh, it's been a really good rollout. The uh, the amount of gear and equipment that uh, that the uh, exhibitors have brought out this year is is quite impressive. It's uh, it's quite a spread of gear, and uh, and because it's been a few years, there's quite a lot of new things to look at now. As I mentioned, this is the first event in three years. Uh, it was exactly this time three years ago, back in 2020, when you just snuck in the field days before we all got locked down. What's it been like, that period? Obviously, as a committee, you still had to keep operating and each year prepare for an event which didn't happen twice and now to finally be happening. Yeah, I think uh, there was a lot of extra work this year, Angus, as you can imagine. We've had a site that hasn't, has been underutilised for three years. We haven't had the big events, we've only had the small ones. Um, so, yeah, scraping in that last one before COVID really hit was great. And, and then just missing out last year where we uh, missed out by a matter of weeks from running an event as well. So we had it all set up and we had to pull the pin at the last minute. So sense of relief. Um, but, uh, yeah, a committee put in a lot of hard work uh, this year to get it all together. Um, I was reading the paper, I think there was a quote from you, something along the lines of come along to the field days and you soon realise what you didn't what you didn't know you needed. Yeah, yeah, Angus. Uh, well, my philosophy is uh, I can search on Google for... Uh um, or any other search engine um, for the, for a product that I'm looking for. But uh, it's what I don't know. So uh, out on our farm, I, I'm sure every farm is the same. You have problems. And when you're walking around the field day site, you'll start seeing things that you didn't even think existed uh, that could solve that little problem that you've been having. So it's, uh, it's a great way to expand your, uh, your knowledge. And how helpful is it to be able to see essentially anything and everything that you could buy for your farm all in the one spot at the one time? Yeah, exactly, of course. Uh, you, we can go around and we can uh, meet up with uh, anybody and uh, talk to the experts and, uh, and get that rundown. And I think, um, yeah, being able to, to look around and compare is really important. And, of course, you're also running into uh, other farmers as well. Uh, there'll be, obviously, lots of farmers here and, and cashing in on their knowledge as well, running into them and asking them, well, why are you looking at this? What's this for? What are you going to do? And that, that's really useful as well, that social aspect. And both of those things you talked about there, seeing the machinery that is available and that social aspect and that knowledge sharing, how much was that missed over the past three years through COVID? I think we need it. It's important that people connect. I mean, we're not isolated beings and, and as farms get bigger, we, we see less people or we only see the couple of neighbours that we, we regularly run into and to be able to really get to see those guys that we don't often see and reminisce and, and commiserate and celebrate with them is great. And on the machinery aspect of things, have you got a bit of a shopping list slash wish list? Well, I think after about four years, uh, we've had we've been very blessed uh, in the Wimmera to have about four years of, of good seasons. So um, most people's bank balances are looking okay. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking uh, there might be a few things out there we need. Uh, it seems to be that silos are popular, a lot of grain conveying equipment, cedar bars out there as well. So um, yeah, and even the trucks. Let's talk a bit more about what's here. Market Square, is that a new element to the field days yes. where you've got local producers with their products? Yeah, it's highlighting all the local produce that's yeah. made right here, right in the, in the Wimmera in the immediate area, so that'll be really exciting. I see too in the program there's an education ag quest, ag egg quest for yep. school children. Yes, run by Pinag, same as, uh, as uh, the last time we did the field day three years ago. So yeah, for those uh, the bigger kids, some uh, ag quest stuff to go through. So there's plenty of stuff for the young kids under five, so uh, that aren't at school. Uh, heaps of stuff for the, to look, keep them occupied. We've got the uh, ag quest and stuff for the intermediate kids, and then uh, and of course anybody that can handle a device, which is pretty much everybody above the age of two. Uh, Bo's got them covered as well. And I know in the lead up to the event, I think you contemplated 
going back to a compressed two-day field days, but you've stuck to the traditional format of three days. What was the thinking there? I think it was, uh, part of it was uh, to avoid confusion, but I think uh, probably the demand early on the first year, we saw how successful Lucendale and Elmore and Henty have all been uh, in particular, and um, there's a big demand, I think, for it, and I, I just th didn't think we want to cut short. And I mean, as you can see this week, we haven't got our classic... 35 degree uh, northerly wind blowing. We're going to be quite cool this week. So, uh, yeah, we just need to be able to uh, make sure that um, the weather's suitable for everybody to turn up. And a lot of people who've been running events as we've come out of COVID restrictions have been talking about the appetite to, to attend and big crowds. Is that what you're anticipating for the next three days? Yeah, big crowds are important, but I think it's also a quality crowd as well. So um, I think that uh, the exhibitors really want people that are uh, really interested in what they're doing uh, and, and the products they're selling. So uh, it's a good opportunity to nail down guys um, and, and talk to the actual exhibitors and, and understand their products and their benefits. So yeah, a little bit of both. So I guess what are the, the key things that people need to know? Where are we? How do you get here? Um, what, are the, what are the fundamentals? Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty easy to find us. We're right next door to Longerdong College. Uh, Longerdong College help us out a lot here with volunteer work. Um, they're fantastic. Um, so, yeah, if you're heading up the Henty um, from Horsham, heading north towards Warwicknabeel, you'll get to Dewan and you'll just turn off there and you'll follow the signs on the way in. Easy to find us. Look up on uh, Google Maps and you'll find us there too. That was Wimmera Machinery Field Day's committee president, Tim Reithus, speaking there with Angus Verley this morning as it kicked off again for the first time in three years. Very exciting. We'll hear a bit more from the field days as well over the next coming days on the Country Hour. Still to come, though, on the program, we will bring you an update on the car sales happening here in Omeo today. Find out what's been going on and what are some of the prices rolling through already. And also, we're going to head into the kitchen because... As we all know, an important element of any livestock sale is the catering. And we'll check out with the CWA women here who are doing a fantastic job with the fundraiser and maybe whet your appetite a little bit for lunch as well. It is that time of day, isn't it? Maybe a corned beef and mustard pickle sandwich is, could be inspiring for you as well. But before all of that goodness, it's uh, time to check in, find out what is making regional news headlines with Madeline Spencer. Good afternoon, Annie. Making news, the Australian Education Union Victorian branch president says time in lieu provision for teachers and staff will ensure out-of-hours social engagements that are vital to school community can continue. Teachers and school staff will now accrue time in lieu at school camps and excursions after previously taking on social engagements without pay. Meredith Peace says it's not just school camps, with teachers working overtime in order to provide weekend sports events, parent-teacher conferences and school fates. An independent report has found closing all of Victoria's remaining coal power stations will not be enough to meet the state's new climate targets. The Victorian government announced late last year it will cut emissions by up to 80% by 2035, below 2005 levels. But a report analysing the targets from advocacy group Environment Victoria found residential gas use forecasts are not in line with the government's targets. Environment Victoria says the government needs to help millions of homeowners switch over their gas appliances to achieve its new goal. A committee investigating last year's Victorian floods is now accepting written submissions from the public. The Legislative Council Environment and Planning Committee will investigate the state's preparedness for and response to the disaster. Submissions are being accepted until May 8 with the committee to hold public hearings in flood-affected regions. A man has been injured in a collision in Fernbank in Gippsland this morning. 
Police say a light truck was travelling west on the Prince's Highway through a roadwork section when it collided with a vehicle about half past nine. The driver of the truck, a 25-year-old man, was taken to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The driver of the vehicle was not injured. The Bogon High Plains Road from Mount Beauty to Falls Creek will reopen by the 25th of April following extensive roadworks. The road has been closed since October last year following a slow-moving landslide that cut across to Falls Creek. Major Road Projects Victoria says one lane will be open for the snow season while they continue work to future-proof the road. For more news anytime, visit abc.net.au forward slash news. Thank you. That was Madeline Spencer there with the latest in regional news headlines. We get the next news update at one o'clock today from the ABC newsroom. Right now, though, time to check in with the weather. Uh, it's a good afternoon to Brian McPherson, who joins us from the Bureau of Meteorology. Good afternoon, Brian. Well, let's start. First of all, there's a few uh, wind, um, weather warnings at the moment. Uh, one for damaging winds in different parts of Victoria. in from the uh, latter part of the week. So showers 
easing off and contracting to southern uh, and coasts and the southern sides of the ranges on Thursday. Um, and generally, fine and dry throughout on Friday and for most of the state on Saturday, maybe the odd light shower in the south on Saturday. Uh, after that, things get um, very uncertain, actually. There's a, a chance of a trough developing over inland parts of the state sometime Sunday into Monday. But where exactly the focus will be for that one um, and how much rainfall it, it produces, it, it's very uncertain at the moment. Uh, just be aware that there's a it'll be slightly warmer um, and a slightly increased risk of thunderstorms uh, for the second half of the long weekend. Um, anything else we need to be across today, Brian? Uh, no, I think that's mainly uh, that's it. No worries. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. No problem. That's Brian McPherson from the Bureau of Meteorology there giving us a rundown on what is happening with the weather. Of course, if you'd like to look at some of the current temperatures or anything else, we'll get more information on some of those uh, weather warnings. Head to the BOM website, so uh, is bom.gov.au. Uh, <laughs> Coming up on the country hour, we'll check in with what's happening at the Mountain Calf cattle sales right now in Omeo. The first few runs have gone through, so we'll get a bit of an idea of what's happening with price. We've sent our executive producer, Emma Field, out there to go have a look and see what's happening. So she'll come back in soon and give us a bit of a rundown as well. But first, an important element of the calf sales, and any livestock sale for that matter, is of course the catering. And it's got a pretty outstanding reputation here at Omeo. That is thanks to members of the Omeo and Tambo Valley branch of the CWA, which is in charge of keeping people fed today. I'm here in the lunchrooms at the moment and it has been a constant stream of people coming in and out to grab their sandwiches, sausage rolls, pies, cup of tea, cup of coffee as well. You could almost say maybe people have come here for the feed <laughs> rather than the sale as well. But rural reporter Sarah Price spoke with some of the group's members, including Kate Cummins from Swiss Creek. We're doing the catering for the Omeo calf sales. So that's both the black sale and the Hereford sale tomorrow. And this is our main fundraiser. For the Country Women's Association High Country branch. So, yeah. And how many years have the Country Women's Association been coming here for? We've been doing this probably for more than 20 years. Um, Jane and I have probably been doing it for about five. Yes. Yeah, and what's on the menu today? Well, the um, standout item is the corned beef and pickle sandwiches. The corned beef we cook ourselves, the pickles made by our members, and also our scones and jam and cream. cream uh, the absolute favourite are the scones, jam and cream. And they're made here fresh today. So we make them in the oven over there and everyone brings in whatever jams they've been making over the summer. And it's all local and it's all fresh. Yeah. And the cakes and slices are all made locally by the members and we bring them in here, cut them up, wrap them. Um, we've had, fortunately had a couple of girls that aren't members of the CWA that have helped us out with slices, which is fantastic. And we've also got two girls here and one of them is Tiffany. Um, who is from where? From France. Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. Tiffany's from France and we've got... Uh,
Cassie in there from the USA and they're working with one of our members as woofers. Yeah, hello. So she's been looking after these guys. We've got, you know woofers? Willing no, tell us about woofers. Willing workers on organic farm and they are all over the world in Australia. They've been traveling from, yeah, we've got, oh, there's another one. Hi. They've been with us for, you know, for a month and they're willing to help here as well, to, to volunteer, which is really good. Put straight on to making corned beef and pickle sandwiches. Yeah. That sounds absolutely delicious. So would you guys like to tell us how, what the sale, uh, what the cattle sales mean to you? Well, the cattle sales are where we sell quite a lot of our steers and heifers. So we usually have um, uh, aged, you know, two-year-old heifers that we sell here. And that's one of the main places that we... We don't sell many heifers, but we sell them here. Um, other people have got um, the same. I think it's a noted steer sale. And the genetics here are exceptional. We've had an amazing season. We have had the most rain in January that we've ever had and the cattle look absolutely fantastic. So starting to dry off now so people I think are quite happy to see them go. Um, just hope the price holds up but um, you know if, even if you don't buy cattle it's worth coming here to have a look because this is this is a big event. This is the, you know probably the biggest um, economic event in this area and it's very important for the town and it's important you know just being able to showcase what we do here which is breed exceptional cattle and also what it means for us is that for CWA uh, proceeds with our catering we can help the locals and the um, help the community give back to the community and especially to those who are uh, vulnerable and oppressed and all that. So yeah, this is uh, uh, this is what it really means for us. That's why we, that's why we do what we do. So it just sounds like it's a very special event for Omeo, if not the biggest event for Omeo this year. Do you think? I think there's more people here today than you would see in just about any other event at Omeo, possibly Omeo Show. Omeo Show. But I think there's, there's a lot of lot of people here today. So it's all about community really, isn't it? Absolutely. Community first, yes. And that's why we get such a great turnout with the helpers here today in the kitchen. Those were some of the members and helpers of the Country Women's Association from the Omeo and Tambo Valley branches. Speaking with rural reporter Sarah Price a bit earlier on this, this morning, they are taking care of the catering side, the food side of the cattle sales today, a very important part of what we do here, obviously, but can confirm sandwiches, cakes, coffee, delicious. But the reason why we're here actually i mean we've disguised it quite well really coming in for the cake but it's to find out what is happening with the cattle sales we sent emma field our executive producer of the victorian country hour out into the sale yards to find out what's been happening emma what news have you got for us well they're still selling out there today they started with the heavy cattle and they've gone into the wieners now so i can give you some numbers to kick off 
the top pen um, from the ploughman's, but it made 1810, that's for heavy cattle. Um, and then the second one, 1770, so it dropped down after that. And then the top of the wieners made 1380 from um, the Anderson family up here. And then Chris Nixon's property, Black Mountain, sold uh, a couple of pens, 1330, 1350. So they're pretty much the tops of the wieners out there today. And just having a chat to what people were saying in the sale yards, um, there was also another sale out at Hinamunji earlier this morning um, and across I guess you'd say the two sales at the moment we're probably looking at an $800 to $1,000 drop for a, per head of cattle on last year. Obviously we all know the cattle markets come back so that's sort of to be expected but that's pretty much what we've seen in the yards um, for the first couple of runs of cattle, wieners, wieners and heavy cattle. Yeah, so, yeah, that was expected as we heard from uh, Morgan, the uh, livestock agent, a little bit earlier on today. The pricing expectations were, yeah, expecting a bit of a dip like we've seen in previous sales earlier this year as well. Did you get the feeling that is what was happening with the producers as well? They obviously weren't expecting the high prices of last year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone was sort of crying out there because we all know what's happened to the cattle market since. But just to give you an idea, I did speak to one um, cattle producer. She said that, um, let me have a look at my figures here. It's hard to read my own writing sometimes. <laughs> she says um, last year they made um, 2,400 head of cattle. And this year, same sort of age, same sort of weight. Wiener cattle, 1740. So it's really come back quite a bit. Um, but on the other, on the flip side, there's obviously a lot of buyers out there. Um, and most of the cattle seem to be going to South Gippsland, so Corrinborough, Pakenham, um, Nearham South, that sort of area. area. Bit going over to your side of the mountain, to Wangaratta, I think I heard um, a couple of the agents there buying. Um, but they've said, look, this is much more workable for us. That's what they said, because if you imagine, there are some people that would have bought cattle last year at, let's say, you know, $1,200, and they're getting a similar price for that growing out cattle now. So. They're just saying, look, if you're a, race, if you're a, a, a farming business that buys in and then sells into the prime market, you're actually able to make money now. And that doesn't help the producers, though, that I guess that are breeding up here and have got the genetics that they're trying to put it in to improve their flocks. But, look, last year was a bit of out of the box, and I think we all know the, um, the cattle market has come back a bit, and it's getting reflected here today. Are the vendors pretty happy still? Are the, the vendors, they still pretty happy with the Oh, price? look, I think you wouldn't catch someone up here not happy, honestly. The mood out there is really good. I can't describe it. It's, it's very, very crowded, so there's a huge, big crowd out there. It's pretty dusty and warm. People are following it, and you're just hearing the conversations. Oh, that wasn't too bad, or I thought that pen might get more. So it's a real opportunity for people to get together and, like, have a chat about how's it going. And I just would have seen about three or four people that I've met over the years working in Gippsland, um, having a chat to them about their business, and some are selling tomorrow, some are selling this afternoon. So um, so they've gone through the, the top runs of cattle. They'll go into the females later this afternoon. And the Omeo sale uh, is all Angus cattle today. And then this afternoon we're going to go out um, to um, Benambra and they're going to have, we're going to have the red cattle there and then we're going to come back and have some more red cattle tomorrow. So there's plenty of like different types of cattle around. But I was actually just speaking to um, uh, one of the, uh, their uh, 
bull business, so they're a breeding genetics business, talking about the market. I said, what do you reckon of the prices? And they said, look, we reckon this is the plateau. We hope that there's fundamentals that are going to improve it in, in, into the future because they think that some of those strange things that um, affected the cattle market might just be settling out. But the other discussion, discussion point, I guess, was season. I mean, you're looking around at the hills now. It's very, very dry, actually. It's really, really, really... Um, it's really dried out quite quickly, given it was such a wet spring and a wet winter last year. I mean, we're looking out onto the footy field, which is looking pretty green and lush. <laughs> yeah. Someone's clearly coming out here to Omeo to <laughs> water the, the footy ground here. But yeah, the whole area as a whole is looking a little bit drier than maybe what it has previously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just talking to a couple of producers, they said, um, we were doing really well until the last couple of months, and it's just completely, the taps turned off, and they're like, we're really hoping the rain's going to come. I guess now that we're moving into a more neutral, sort of, we're out of the La Nina, and we're into a more of a neutral weather pattern, people are, I think, just slightly nervous. They're thinking, when's the break going to come? Are we going to get that rain? I guess in La Nina, it just, we just had so much rain, it kept coming every five minutes, but now it's a bit like, where's it going to sit? And up in the high country, they have some narrow windows from when they can grow the pasture, obviously. Um, they've got spring and autumn, and then it gets really cold over winter and a lot of, it, a lot of the grass doesn't grow, so they've got to take advantage of those periods. So we're into the you know, first, second week of um, autumn now, so I guess they're starting to wonder when, when's the rain going to come so everything greens up again. Is, uh, how many times have you been up here to the sale yards for this sale? Uh, I reckon maybe this is my fourth or fifth time up here. Um, it's been a while since I've been here. I used to cover it for the weekly times all the time and religiously write down all the prices. Um, but yeah, no, it's a nice atmosphere and you're just starting to see people come in from the sale now, getting their corned beef sandwich, was it? That yeah. You had? yeah. <laughs> corned beef sandwich, uh, lemon tea cake and a cup of, cup of coffee. Goes down a treat. Yeah, it goes down a treat, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so... We've got a couple more sales to go, so it'll be interesting to see. This is usually the top of the sale, if you want to talk prices, is the Omeo sale. Um, and then, you know, you're just getting different types of cattle over the next three days, the next couple of sales. So, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see what happens over the next couple, more than tomorrow and this afternoon as well. Yeah, we're going to head out to Penambra and see what's going on out there. So <laughs> get, some, get some red cattle, get, see what the red cattle's going to sell for. <laughs> is there much more happening today at the sale yards, or is it pretty much coming to an end? They will be selling for quite a while now. Um, they always sell the, um, obviously the steers first and they'll go into the females. And there's a bit of interest in the females, I guess, because the market is still strong. So I think the, you know, the females should still reach a decent sort of level, I guess. Um, but it's hard to know. I don't know, I'm not out there, I'm in here talking to you. <laughs> Good, it's nice to have some company in there. Yeah. Uh, well, Emma, thanks so much. Uh, we'll get some more stuff, for, we'll talk more cattle, Omeo, high country sales tomorrow on the country hour. But uh, anything else to, to add, to wrap up? Well, I mean, I look forward to looking, to seeing what else is happening in Omeo. It's been a while since I've been up here. I came up here for the show a couple of years ago. There's been a lot of building. I think they've had some pandemic money here. There's building going on next door. I'm interested to hear what, what's happening there. Um, I just spoke to someone who's, who's moved their business uh, up. They used to work in Collins Street in Melbourne and now they're moved up here and they're living up here and running their business from here. So it's a finance company. So I'm like, wow, there's, there's been a lot happening since, um, since I've sort of been up here last, before the pandemic. We'll have to go hit the, pub, hit the street tonight, hit up over here. Yeah, well, I, I think there's two pubs in town, so maybe we can <laughs> find, a, find a decent meal at one of them. Pub crawl, yeah. Popcorn? No, pub crawl. Oh, pub crawl, yeah. We'll do the...
the two pubs in one night, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, any tips anyone has, Omeo, welcome to text in as well. we'll go. Sorry, say that again. If anyone has, anyone listening has any tips for Omeo, they're welcome to text in as well. We'll go find out some good things to do yeah, in town I, as well. Yeah, I think text in. Let us know um, the best places to visit in Omeo. Um, and, you know, we'll check it out. Not only Omeo, NSA, we'll go to NSA tomorrow. And we obviously drove through Swiss Creek. Um, I just spoke to some friends I saw. They're staying out at um, Dinner Plain. So, you know, we could head out there. Um, and I want to see if the bike tracks have been built. They've been building... Um, they've been building mountain bike tracks around the region, so I want to see if they're finished and whether that's attracting tourism. But in speaking to the CWA ladies, they reckon this is the biggest event, the high country car sales, not not the show, not the bikes, not the ski season. So, yeah, that's we're in the middle of it. Exciting to be here. <laughs> Exciting to be here, exactly. Uh, Emma, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, you are listening to the Victorian Country Hour. Annie Brown is my name. I'm up here in Omeo today for the Mountain Calf Sales. It's kicked off in Omeo, as we've just heard. First few runs of calves have already been sold. Later on, we'll head out to Benambra as well. It is eight minutes to one on the Victorian Country Hour. We'll soon head over and find out what is happening with the other markets around the state. But before that, one more. So farmers are reporting a big reduction in soil nutrients after an extremely wet 2022. The high rainfall caused leaching of nutrients through soil profile and also created huge growth that extracted large amounts of nutrients like sulphur and nitrogen. Rural reporter Angus Burley spoke with Marty Colbert, who's been conducting extensive soil sampling to determine nutrient levels. Specifically on one farm that I'm heavily involved with, which was, we'll just round it out to a thousand hectares, we've done the third year of intensive soil core sampling across it. So each year we do 100 deep holes, one metre, and uh, about a thousand shallow holes a year, and they're aggregated together. So now we're on the back of 300 deep holes and 3,000 shallow holes, and we've developed a comprehensive soil analysis data table and now it's time to review this year's results. Okay and still in the review phase but what do you what have you found so far? It might be fair to say my worst suspicions have been have come to light. I guess it was on the cards. Twenty twenty two was one out of the box rainfall wise and it was also a fantastic year for growing biomass. So a combination of growing large biomass and the huge rainfall has resulted in a dramatic drop in available soil nutrients and that's been a combination of what's been leached further into the profile and what's been exported out of biomass and rain. Are we talking specific nutrients Marty or across the board? Not right across the board what um, the first thing I looked at as soon as the raw data came back was where our sulphur levels were at because it's it's gypsum time of year and we've got a planned approach to how we roll it out and it's the old method was I'm going to put canola in the paddock so I'll put some gypsum there. What we do is we look at our sulphur and um, calcium levels and put it on it when it's needed whether it's canola or not. So as part of that review the first thing I went had a look at was the sulphur levels and we've been tracking pretty well. On that thousand hectares we're sort of dro- dropping anywhere up to 1,200 tonne a year, every year on 
strategically on it. So we were travelling pretty well and I was quite dismayed when the results got back and they had sort of regressed back to where we began on this program three years ago. It was a dramatic drop. That was in the 0 to 10 profile or, you know, the planting depth profile. And um, I was a bit despondent about it. I thought all this hard work and all this money had sort of gone. But upon reviewing the deeper samples down to a metre, I found the sulphur. And it's actually there. It's just moved further down the profile. There's Marty Colbert speaking with rural reporter Angus Verley there. Time to head to the markets now, find out what is happening. We'll start in Ballarat today with the lamb sales. This is Shiona Lamb. Good afternoon. Lamb supply increased slightly to 25,000 drawn for quality improves throughout the light store and trade lambs and heavy trade and export lambs were ranged from plain to excellent. Not all the usual buyers were present and the market opened softer and fluctuated throughout the sale. As the sale progressed, buyers became more selective and bidding only intensified on the neat, short skin, well-covered lambs. Not all the usual store buyers were present. There were extra buyers bidding light lambs back to the paddock under 18 kilos, selling 52 to 132, slipping $7 a head. Lambs to feed on over 18 kilos, sold 133 to 166, selling firm to five cheaper. Lambs to the trade to suit MCO orders under 18 kilos, sold 100 to 132, back $8. Lambs to the trade 18 to 22, sold 135 to 176, $36 a head softer. 24 to 22 to 24 kilo lambs are 168-198, to selling 7 cheaper. Lambs 24 to 26 made 190 to 206, slipping 8. Export 4 score lambs 26 to 30 kilos sold 206 to 240, 10 to 15 softer. And over 30 kilos sold 243 to 282 to be 9 cheaper. Most lambs averaged between 730 and 760 cents a kilo carcass weight but still some lambs reaching 800 plus cents a kilo for the really neat short skin with good fat cover. There is still 10,000 sheep to be sold. This is Shiona Lamb at Ballarat for MLA. Thanks Shiona. Now time to head to Wodonga. Good afternoon to Leanne Dax. Good afternoon. Numbers jumped up to just over 1,300 at Wodonga. Quality varied throughout the market. Quite a number of cattle had slipped, showing the effects of the dry conditions. The market was erratic, with domestic processors paying a premium for well-finished types, particularly European bread. The best of the veal lifted 5 cents, 3.63 to 4.80. Trade steers jumped 40 cents, 3.80 to 4.74. Feeder steers, medium weight, were back 42 cents, 3.16 to 3.50. Feeder heifers slipped 24, 3.07 to 3.32. For the medium weights and the lightweight, Weights topped at 3.67. Trade heifers gained three, 3.13 to 3.95. Heavy grown steers were back 13 cents, 3.14 to 3.94. Bullocks dipped 25 cents, 3.22 to 3.59. Cows were 10 to 12 cents cheaper. Heavy cows 2.80 to 3.05. The middle run of ranging from 1.90 to 2.73. I'm Leanne Jacks for MLA. Thanks, Leanne. And that brings us to the end of the country hour today. That's all the time we have. Uh, it's been wonderful being in Omeo today for the 83rd Mountain Calf Sales. 600, uh, 3,000 head of Angus Calf 
sold today in Omeo. We'll head out to Benambra later this afternoon. We're about 1,500 head are up for sale and then out to Enze and back to Omeo tomorrow. We will bring you more stories and more coverage of the sales on tomorrow's program and in the rural reports. Thanks for joining me today, though. It's been an absolute pleasure to broadcast live from Omeo. Annie Brown is my name. Make sure you tune into the rural report at a quarter past six tomorrow morning or head to abc.net.au forward slash rural to read more rural news. Right now, though, it's one o'clock. Time for the latest in ABC News.